0: is from a traveler named Pewdenator he called this one you better watch out if there is a full moon on Christmas Eve please allow me to tell you his tale Santa Claus the big jolly man in the red suit the name on everyone's lips this time of the year the man who you associate with excitement and joy and who is supposed to be fun Well, they are all virtues that he usually possesses. That is until there is a full moon on Christmas Eve. Then he becomes something else entirely. Now I know what you are all thinking. Santa Claus isn't real, and I would agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that I saw him inside my house when I was just nine years old. In the years since then, I've tried to figure out how Santa has managed to hide his existence from the world for so many years. Maybe he can alter adults' memories so that they believe that they are the ones who bought their kids a present. Or maybe he can influence parents on what to buy for their kids. Or, and this is the theory that I believe, he only visits the children that need him the most. Enough to make a difference to several children, but not enough to make it suspicious. When I met Santa Claus, however, I accepted that his existence was common knowledge and that everyone believed in him. So, when I heard a few footsteps downstairs on Christmas Eve, I knew exactly who it was. I raced to the stairs while also making sure I was quiet enough to not wake up my parents. I didn't think I would wake them as they were probably passed out drunk at this hour. I then carefully and stealthily tiptoed down each step so that I wouldn't alert Santa to my presence. I was nearing the bottom of the stairs when I first saw him. He was wearing his usual red suit and small tufts of his beard lit up in the lights from our poorly decorated Christmas tree. He was bent down and placing a small, immaculately wrapped gift into the large stocking I had left out for him. I took another few steps down the staircase trying to get an even better look at the man that kids aren't supposed to see. He still didn't know I was there, looking at him, and he continued to stuff the gift into the stocking. I took one more step towards him, unsure of what my goal was if I did manage to get next to him. I crept towards him, and I managed to get close to the window that he was standing near. I was just creeping past the billowing curtain that was hanging in front of the large glass window when I heard the creak. I heard the floorboard creak underneath my foot, and at that exact moment, Santa spun around sharply to face me. He had a surprised look on his face as if he had never been caught by a child before. He stuttered and tried to say something, but he was speechless. After struggling to talk for a moment, he let out a slight cough to clear his throat, and then he spoke. Hello, young man, you startled me. "'It is lovely to see you here tonight, though,' he said in a deep and jovial voice. I stared up at him, wide-eyed and in disbelief. Now it was my turn to be speechless. I always enjoy seeing the children that I leave presents for. I really do, but I think you should go on up to bed now, son,' Santa said to me, a slight hint of worry in his voice. I continued to watch the bearded man in the red suit with a feeling of excitement I had never felt before. I watched him in amazement completely oblivious that he had just told me to return to bed. Now, please, young man, please go back to bed now. Normally, I would like to stay and talk to you, but not tonight. Tonight is different, he said, the panic in his voice more evident this time. But, but I want. I began to respond. No, you need to go back to bed now, Santa interrupted. I could tell that he wasn't asking me. He was commanding me, I now understood the message he was conveying, and I felt my shoulders slump in disappointment. I turned around, angry that Santa had told me to go away, and was about to indignantly stomp away. As I turned around in a huff, my arm snagged the edge of the curtain, and I pulled it open just enough for the moonlight to stream into the room. I turned around again and saw that the bright, white light had filled the room, illuminating Santa Claus in a pale, milky glow. I looked into Santa's eyes and saw that they were also a milky color, and they were staring directly upwards, toward the moon. He didn't say anything. In fact, I don't think he was capable of speaking anymore. Instead, I heard a couple of quiet growls leave his mouth. I heard a strange crackling sound, like sticks burning on a fire. It took me a moment or two to work out what it was that I was hearing. It was when I saw Santa's arms beginning to grow longer that I realized the crackling sound was his bones growing and contorting. I watched on in utter terror and disgust as Santa's arm grew longer, and small holes ripped into the end of each finger of his white gloves. The holes were quickly filled by lawn, sharp nails that were almost claw-like. He grew slightly taller as well as the bones in his legs cracked and grew. What frightened me the most, though, was what his face was becoming. His beard was rapidly growing so much so that it soon hung down to his waist. Deep blue veins began to bulge under the skin of his forehead and cheeks. His eyes turned a dark magenta color, and they started to protrude slightly from his head like two bright red baubles. His mouth was twisting and contorting, growing wider so that it could accommodate his growing teeth. His normal, straight white teeth were yellowing and getting larger with a sharp point at the end. Saliva was beginning to drip from the tip of his new fangs. Santa let out a few grunts and snarls as he slowly transformed into his new form. Any joy that once lived inside of him was gone. A strong animalistic impulse replaced his once calm demeanor. From the sharp teeth to his now straggly hair and beard, he now looked rabid. Like a werewolf that hadn't quite finished its transformation. A Santa and werewolf hybrid. San Wirtaklaus. He stared at me with his bulging red eyes. He looked hungry, and to him, I would have looked like the perfect way to fulfill that hunger. He took a step towards me, his large boot thumping on the ground, which sent shivers down my spine. I stood there, frozen, for a moment and just watched this creature approach me. He took another few steps forward before I had the sense to turn around and run. Luckily, my small ten-year-old self managed to have the courage to turn around and sprint to the front door. It was actually lucky that on that night, my parents had left the door unlocked. It swung up open and ran outside, not turning around to see where Santa was. I didn't need to look through because I could hear snarling and the gnashing of teeth almost directly behind me. I tried to make my little legs move quickly so that I could place some distance between me and this monster. But the growling sound was growing closer. The distance I could cover in one step was probably only half of what Santa could. "'So he was rapidly catching up to me. Funk! the noise caught me off guard. "'I didn't know what it was. "'I could no longer hear the snarling noise, "'so I plucked up the courage to rotate my head "'to see what the sound was. "'I looked back over my shoulder while still running "'and saw Mr. Wilcher, the neighbor, holding a baseball bat. "'Santa Claus was sprawled out on the floor.' unconscious. Mr. Wilcher looked both terrified and confused by what he had just whacked with his baseball bat. He was looking down at the body of Santa, and then he turned his head and looked over towards me. I was in as much shock as he was, and we both just stared at each other for a moment. We were so busy staring at one another that we didn't see the body on the floor begin to stir. W what the hell W was that. Mr. Wilcher called out to me, his voice shaky with fear. I stood there, still frozen, for a moment before shouting back. I don't know, but I think you got high. I trailed off mid-sentence because it was at this point that I observed Santa beginning to pick himself up off of the floor. I screamed out to Mr. Wilcher. Watch out, behind you, was all I managed to yell out to him. Luckily, this was enough for Mr. Wilcher to turn around slightly and see Santa Claus starting to stand up on his legs again. Mr. Wilcher ran towards me, and once he reached me, He pushed me behind him so that he was in between me and Santa Claus. He kept the baseball raised, ready to hit anything that came too close to us. Santa finished standing up, and it was the first time I had realized just how tall he really was. He towered above me and above Mr. Wilcher. Looking back on it now, he probably stood at around seven feet tall. What frightened me most, though, was that he wasn't staring at Mr. Wilcher with his hungry eyes. He was staring at me. Santa then threw his head back, and so his head was facing upwards towards the sky. He then opened his mouth and let out the strangest sound I had ever heard. Ho, ho, howl. He let out a loud and howl before remaining quiet like he was awaiting a response. It didn't take long for him to receive one. Ho, ho, howl, came the response. This time, though, the howling was a higher pitch, and it sounded like a chorus of howls, rather than a singular response. I watched on as a large smile appeared on Santa's face, revealing his large, pointed teeth. The teeth that had an appointment booked with my flesh if I didn't get out of there quickly. Santa took a step towards us with an almighty thud. He continued to stare at me as if I were a large steak that he couldn't wait to devour. He took another thumping step closer to us, his long legs quickly closing the gap between us. Then I heard another noise. A pitter-patter of feet could be heard from behind Mr. Wilcher and myself. There was definitely more than one set of feet that were moving closer to us. It was more like a stampede. I felt Mr. Wilcher place one hand on my shoulder, maybe to comfort me or maybe as a sign of protection. I saw him turn his head around to see what it was that was approaching us. I turned my head around as well. I saw a large number at least 20 people coming closer to us. They were only small and they looked young. They were dressed in the traditional green and red outfits of Santa's elves, complete with the hat. They too had large pointed teeth and dark blue veins across their entire faces. Their large red eyes were staring at both of us as they got closer and were beginning to fan out and encircle us. One thing I did notice was that these creatures ears were normal unlike the elf ears that are depicted on Santa's elves. The group of elves completed their circle around Mr. Wilcher and me. They were all snarling and gnashing their teeth at us. They were also slowly closing in the circle so that we had nowhere to go. Mr. Wilcher was gradually spinning around, keeping me behind him at all times. He kept his baseball bat up and ready for anything that attacked. I saw Santa take another few steps towards us and stand just outside of the circle of were elves. He let out a large growl, which I guess was the signal for the elves to attack, because they attacked. The elves that were directly in front of Mr. Wilcher attacked first. They pounced on top of him. He fell to the floor under the weight of nine elves. He tried his best to fight back, punching and kicking at the elves, but they were stronger. They dug their teeth into him. And when the first drop of blood was spilled, the rest of the elves jumped in and the feast began. Chunks of flesh ripped off of Mr. Wilcher. Blood spurting out each time a new piece of meat was torn off. He let out screams of pain and fear. Teeth penetrated the skin all over his body. The sound of chewing filled the air. The smell of blood was also present. I watched on in horror. It was more than my ten-year-old mind could handle. I then heard Mr. Wilcher yell out one final word. Over the sound of tearing flesh, I heard him shout the word run. Straight after I heard him tell me to run, I saw an elf tear his hand completely off the bone and begin to chew at it. At the same time, another elf bit into his neck, spraying blood across the ground. I turned and ran, as fast as my little legs could carry me. I didn't once turn around to see what was happening. Maybe I should have tried to help Mr. Wilcher, but there wasn't much I could do and I didn't want his sacrifice to be for nothing. I kept running into the night, my lungs soon struggling to keep up with the workload I gave them. I couldn't hear anything behind me after I had run for probably ten minutes. I couldn't run any further, and so I stopped and looked behind me. There was nothing there. I had gotten away from those creatures. I then heard the sound of bells. They were coming from above me, and so I looked up. I saw a sleigh flying through the night sky. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, rubble. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brabble.
1: Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only a participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It was fully enclosed and appeared to have a small hatch on its underside. I later worked out that is how Santa was able to get down the chimney without being exposed to the moonlight. The sleigh sped past above my head. It was being pulled by eight reindeer that looked like they were flying as fast as they could. Maybe they were forced to go that fast, or maybe they too were afraid of what was hidden inside the sleigh. That was the last I saw of Santa Claus and of his elves. It is something that I will never forget, and something that will haunt me forever, especially at Christmas time. Mr. Wilcher's death was attributed to a random animal attack, but I knew the truth. I knew exactly what had happened to him. He had died protecting me. The one thing that still bothers me to this day was there were elves. What bothered me wasn't just that they looked like children. It was their ears. Everything else about both Santa and the elves was accurate to how they are always depicted. But the ears were different. My theory is that with every full moon, Santa changes into that beast and hunts down children. Whoever he turns then becomes a part of the pack. And they will always follow the Alpha. I don't know if that is true or not, but I am just glad Mr. Wilcher was there to protect me. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day.